so, uh, hello, this is a past update, this is an update from the past, uh, if I, if I ever get out of the past, this will have been an update from the, oh, temporal, temporal structuring in English is very difficult. <laughs> I'm told it's easier in languages like Arabic. Uh, hi. I, I'm still stuck and isolated, and I don't know what to do. So I'm just kind of, you know, trying to work and make my way through things. And uh, I'm starting to run low on media. I always have, like, a lot of media you know, like games and and movies and stuff, but I'm starting to run low, so I don't I don't have as much like current stuff to talk about. And of course, like I'm sitting around all day and I have nobody to talk to. Uh, but the cat and she she has pretty limited opinions on stuff, so I don't know why. But just to say hello to you this episode, because uh, <laughs> I'm not really connected to anything. I just want to rant about what I think is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and it's actually kind of like a, a popular movie with women, which is why I watched it. And then I was shocked at like how much I hated it and hated everything about it. And I can't stop thinking about it today. So here, here's an update. <laughs> On a movie that's over a day. I don't even know when the fuck it... I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched it years later. Uh, I want to yell about time. <laughs> the movie about time. I thought going into it, it was going to be... You know, it was sold as this, like, you know, big romance thing. And, like, almost like a follow-up to The Notebook in some ways. <laughs> Not that that's it. I mean, it stands the test of time, in my opinion. But hey, like, it's got McAdams in it, and I like her a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited, uh, to, to watch this one because when we're like, oh, you know, I want to meet a guy like him so much. And you don't, you don't hear that a lot, actually, uh, about his emotional nature and everything and his thoughtfulness. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we watch it, and, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this movie from what I remember. I also can't look up facts, so don't fucking like fact check me on this fucking movie. All right, what I remember is how it goes and what I hate. So, spoiler alerts for about time because we're gonna dissect this thing from the bottom of my heart. When they open the premise of there's a family of British men who can teleport through time and change it as they see fit, but only the men. I'm already, like, cackling because, like, an early Terry Pratchett whole book is called Equal Rights. And, like, it's all about a witch who wants to be a wizard. And, like, you can't be a wizard. You're a girl. And at one point, she makes the observation that, you know, the cock is a really strange place to store your magic power, right? Your mana pool is – your balls and your, and your cock are a strange place to – to store your mana pool to cast spells. And I've never stopped laughing since about... It's like, of, of course, if you're using magic, the idea that magic is genders is so stupid. Take that, uh, Jordan fans. Wheel of Time fans. That's right. I said it. It's dumb. Ooh, you keep magic in your nipples like milk? No. 
no, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> it's magic, I know. Which is why when you make rules about the magic, they have to make sense. Because that's what rules do. <laughs> that's what rules do. <sighs> so, I may, we may get one more than one rant today. Apologies. So there's a group of British men who can teleport through time at will, but only backwards, and only in their lives. I'm pretty sure that, like, <sighs> they never go back and see a dinosaur or anything fucking cool. Like, it's all about their lives, and they get to change and relive their lives over and over again. So the first thing I need to explain about this dude is that he makes it to 22, and he's a virgin, despite his ability to rewind time. And he's only at 22 that he starts trying to have sex and it's only because he thinks Margot Robbie has a cute butt. And admittedly, she absolutely does. <laughs> no doubt. But this is, this is where I start getting real upset with this movie. Not only does he not try and use time to get laid before 22. <laughs> yeah, all right. But as soon as he sees Margot Robbie and he becomes like one of those old school cartoon wolves where the eyes pop out of their head, he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck up the space-time continuum to fuck up that ass, right? He, he tries to manipulate Margot Robbie a number of ways into having sex with him. But it's not like Groundhog Day or something where that's an entire plot arc and it makes a lot of sense and we watch this, this selfish guy grow and learn lessons. The tone is, the entire way through, oh, this guy's so nice. You know, Margot Robbie really should just have sex with him, even though he's manipulating her. <laughs> By rewinding time over and over again and trying to basically read her mind, even though he has no interest in her as a person or anything whatsoever. So... We're off to a we're off to a raucous start because this is real early on in the movie, and I'm I'm just like, huh, this is not what I expected. So then, he falls in love with Rachel McAdams because duh. Even though Rachel McAdams, I'm at this point because I'm such a cynic, I'm thinking she can go through time. She's part of an American family where only the women can go through time because literally everything she says and does is the most non-realistic thing I've seen a woman say or do, especially if she looks like Rachel McAdams. And she says lines like, Me? But I'm just here, a little mouse and so awkward. And nobody... I'm like, there's no way a woman's actually saying this out loud to a guy she's just met. She's, she's, been, she's been through this rodeo with him before. She's, she's chosen him after her time adventures or whatever, and she's letting him get his rewind. Like, there's no way an actual woman would talk or act like this. No, that's how it is. She is so passive, Rachel McAdams. The last thing I saw her in before About Time was the second season of True Detective, and I'm like, oh my god, I miss True Detective season two watching this fucking movie that's a dark hole that's a dark abyss uh just because rachel mcadams is like a real badass in that one she's a real flawed character and in this one she's just she's a manic pixie dream girl except she's not manic she's very quiet so there's no mania and she just loves everything her husband does so much and he's so perfect and great in every way oh my god can you tell this screenplay was not written by a woman in some way 
So she's not a manic pixie. She's like a she's like a depressed pixie dream girl. <laughs> what she actually is is like quite frankly what a man who thinks he's enlightened would think is the ideal wife if he actually like I talked about my my I had I had to embrace feminism twice because I didn't get there the first way through as a young man because there weren't a lot of challenges or resources or, or yada or discussions that I was involved in yada yada so I thought I was a feminist but <laughs> upon further review it was like oh I need to do I need to do a little bit more work on this one so like if I had just gone through the first part and gone yeah 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 I'm a feminist she'd be like the perfect wife because she's like Oh, I'd love to give up my career that I'd studied for and moved over to another country for to stay home with our three fucking kids. I'd love that. Oh, my God, I want to do that so bad. I want to just take care of this house. But it's my choice. <laughs> Even though we're rich and we can totally, like, afford childcare and shit. <laughs> And even though you can use time to generate infinite amount of money, but never do and never think of it at any point because there's no reality in this movie. All right. So how can this go bad then? And the answer is eventually he he realizes he has to start making choices because even though he can go back in time and change things, it'll change everything. So eventually, like... Apparently, in, like, you know, in Twilight, <laughs> it's almost like they forgot that there was, like the book, I don't know the movie, but like in the book Twilight, that's right, that's right, I've gone dark places. In Twilight, the book, it's almost like they forgot there was supposed to be a bad guy, and so he just kind of appears on page 250. Like, there's, like, oh yeah, oh right. <laughs> There's, oh, there's supposed to be an antagonistic force. Right, 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 right. And he just kind of shows up. <laughs> That's what happens in About Time, because everything is going great. Everything's going great the whole way through. And he can just fix it as soon as he wants. And, you know, even when he's getting rejected by women, it's all, like, really upbeat and everything. So eventually the Gordian knot is... Like, oh, if I if I go back in time to help my sister, I lose one of my children. <sighs> and that's what it takes for him to have an emotional realization that perhaps going through time and doing all this is bad. <laughs> and that he's been some kind of cruel... God in all of these people's lives for his own amusement and stupidity. And then after that, they immediately like, I guess that's not enough. And then the only thing that men cry about are their fathers dying. And so, of course, you have to say goodbye to the dad. Just real quick. And so, and it's just out of nowhere. It means nothing. And I thought for sure, okay, like, this isn't just going to be shitty emotional porn. There's going to be some reveal. All of the men in this family can travel through time. And they never gave him any decent fucking advice or anything. We never see them changing anything. So here's the big reveal. Nope, pure emotional porn. Just men only cry at one thing. That's their dad dying. 
it's daddy issues. <laughs> so here it is at the end. And then there's the end. And that's the fucking movie. And I, I'm just, it's one of those things where women are like, I'd love to meet a guy like him. It's like, you have not thought what he is like. <laughs> and I hated that fucking movie. <laughs> the whole way through. I was just shocked at like <laughs> how unfunny I found it. And the principal villain is the protagonist. And nobody nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to notice. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that movie is a cautionary tale. Alright, that's enough. That's enough rambling. Uh, about time. About about time. Ugh. Not funny as I think. Uh, please send lots of messages and love. Because uh, I don't know when I'm going to, to get them. But I know that I'll love them when I do. And that... <sighs> I hate being alone. Alright. Thank you very much. And here's the episode. Hey, I... Whoa. Uh, hi. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't forget an anniversary, did I? No. No. Uh, shit. Hi. W why are you wearing negligee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised. 100%. What's going on? Am I dying? Are you dying? Is the cat dying? What's going on? Oh, my God. Okay, admittedly, that's probably not the reaction you were going for. Uh, I just... Well, surprise has been initiated. Um, hello. Okay, you're doing the whole dainty touchy thing and everything. Hi, hello. Mm -hmm. So, what's going on? Really? Really? <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. Well, well, now that you mention it, I... I guess I have been doing pretty well for a while now, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I have. I have. Mm. Yes, 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 it's true. <laughs> Oh, oh, this, this is Pavlovian. That's what's going on here. Y you're trying to get me to keep cooking and doing the dishes and writing and being good to you. Ah, no, no, I approve 100%. I hope it works. God damn it. This is amazing. I really like that you're feeling sexy enough to put something on for me. And... I really like that you're feeling sexy enough that you think you can be the reward. That's pretty nice, too. Will you tell me what you're proud of? Uh-huh. Oh, you'll do anything I want, anything, 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 no matter how desperate, no matter how dirty, no matter how fucked up, you promise? Really? Really? I actually do have a request, but... It has to stay between us. No, I, I know, I know. 
Uh, and it does, I promise. But more than anything else, this has to stay between us. You understand? This has to. If it gets out, you understand that I'm going to get hurt. <sighs> I actually do have a request. And it's something we've not done before. And you look so nice in that negligee. But I was wondering it, if you could... Do you think we could lie down and you could hold me from behind? Yeah? I, I would really like that. I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I am, though, and I am so attracted to you. I am. I am. And you're so done up, and you look really nice right now. But I... I... I haven't just been working hard. I've been run ragged. My emotions. The stress. You've been so wonderful. Not just now, but forever. You've been so patient with me. Yeah, like that. That feels really good. Thank you. Don't, don't be shy about your body. That's what I want. Press into me. All of you. Even your face if you want to. I want to, I want to feel the whole of your front and my back. I want to feel your arms around my chest. And I want you to squeeze me. I've been doing my best. I've been doing my best. I have. I know you know, but I'm not saying it for you. I'm saying it for me. I've been doing my best, and it's hard. It's hard to do your best. It's hard to keep going. It's hard to try new things. It's hard to be grateful. It's hard to be mindful. It's hard. And things are really, really, really scary right now. Things are really, really bad right now. Or they feel that way. And I think it's awful. And you're one of the few things that feels good. Being here with you. If I didn't have you, I would have cracked up a long time ago. If I didn't have you, I would have shattered into a hundred little pieces. I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. But I'm trying. I am. And without you, I wouldn't be trying in the same ways. Without you, 
<laughs> I don't know who I'd be right now. The other day I made something. I made a recipe for the first time, and it was just so good. It tasted amazing. I wanted to share, but I didn't make enough. It's a new recipe, so I made just enough to see if it would work. The whole thing, though, was a realization. When we met, when we first met, I couldn't afford groceries, and I lied about it, because I was ashamed. <laughs> that first summer, after we met and I got really sick, I literally ate McDonald's breakfast and nothing else all summer long, because that's all I could afford. They had a special that summer. You could get two sausage McMuffins and one hash brown for a dollar and fifty cents. I'll never forget it. Cheapest I've ever seen it. And so I'd get two orders of it every day, and that's what I'd eat when my stomach allowed. I was so desperate. And I was so goddamn impoverished. And I got so sick, and I just, I didn't want to get up anymore. But I did, like I always did. I didn't say it at the time, but the warehouse job I was working, it was killing me, and I knew it. I just didn't have any other way out. I was in such pain. Some days, I tried to remember the physical pain that I was in. And I can't. It's like that one teacher when you were a child that you loved, but you can't see their face. I was in such pain. I could not move. I could not breathe without being in more of it. So I would swallow pills. And I'd get through it. And you were there for me. When I think I ran myself ragged that way and I got incredibly sick afterwards, or it was just a coincidence, you were there for me. When I said I didn't want anybody in the world to be around, you were quiet, you were there for me. I'm telling you this. Because you know I've been through hardship. You just don't know how much. And I've always been cloistered. I've never been capable of telling what's actually going on. I've always had to do things myself. Fight demons myself. 
I've done my best to let go of that since we've met, but <laughs> some battles are very, very difficult to win, even if you keep trying. Most days now, when I wake, I think about that pain. But not right away, as I used to. As it used to come in with my consciousness, now I'll remember it. Some steps, some minutes. When we first met and I couldn't afford groceries and I was in such goddamn pain when I literally had to buy coffee. I hate the taste of coffee. Just to, just to get through the ability to make things at the end of the day. That was a low point. Sometime later, I realized I was much more, much more, much, much, much more insane than that even. <laughs> when I got my, my grocery delivery service, my one little perk in life, so I wouldn't have to go to the grocery store. And if I was having a PTSD fit, I could have nutritious things dropped off instead of having to order in food. Hmm. And then I would stare. I would stare for an hour or two at the orders, going over everything, making sure every dollar had to be spent well. No food waste. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And it ruled me. And even this thing, the step forward, it became its own little shackle. And I hated it. And there was a time that I told you about this, and you laughed. You weren't being cruel, of course, but you don't know what to make of it. Such a strange mind, such a fractured being, nobody does. I'm telling you this now, because the other day, with everything feeling insane and everything feeling bad and wrong, and strange, and awful, and somehow thick, like moving underwater. I'm telling you this because the other day, without even thinking, I looked at what the deals were on my grocery app. I put things in the cart that were on big, big sale. I made a list in my mind, but I didn't double-check it, and I didn't look at anything in my cabinets. I didn't cross-reference anything or anyone. I just got the items that were on sale that I wanted. I put them in. I clicked the button. When they arrived, I put them away, and when it came time to make things I had never made before. I just looked up recipes. And I made them. That is a very different person than the person you met. It may not sound like it, but it's a very different person. And as the person who's now lived both ways, 
I can promise you, in very different ways. On one hand, it took so many years, and it took so long. On the other hand, it doesn't seem like it took so long, or that it was so difficult. It just seemed like it happened. A good thing. <sighs> I know how to cook now. I want to cook for you. I know the first dish I want to make you. It's the best thing I've ever made. <laughs> I took some duck breasts and I cubed them. I seared them. And I covered them with butter and mushrooms and spices. And then I covered that with wine and whipping cream, chicken stock. I made a nice little reduced creamy sauce. And then I covered that with cheese and breadcrumbs and fresh thyme. And baked that until it was all golden brown. And it tasted better than anything I've ever made. It quite frankly, tasted better than just about anything I've ever eaten. And it was all just some accident. It was all just... The plan I had that day. Well... That was the plan. And that's what I did with it. I'm healing. I'm getting stronger. I'm so fucking attracted to you. Hell, I'm so fucking attracted to me. I'm more attracted to myself than I've ever been. I just want to be held right now. Just right now. I'm not weak. I'm not breaking. I just have been alone too long. I'm trying to connect to you and be with you, but I've been alone so long. And I, I had to survive that way. I wasn't having a good time, not until recently. I just had to keep surviving. I didn't even know why. I still don't. I'm so grateful for you. For all of my second chances. I'd like to think that I'm doing better with you than I've ever done. And if not, then I will, because I promise. It's just that things feel hard right now. They've been harder, and they've been so much harder without you than you could imagine. If I could take back everything I said in anger to you, to everyone, to myself, especially, greedy as that is, I would.
if I could undo it. I would. But I can't. And so the only thing I can do is keep going and hoping that you'll hold me and hoping that when you put on this beautiful negligee and I can't get it up, <sighs> that you know it's me and not you. That you know it's the world and not us. That you know it's the stress. You are and have been the best thing in my life as I've tried to actually build and live one. And I'm closer to it than ever. Much closer. And all I can say is, just keep holding me. Push your hands into my flesh. Feel my muscles. Feel the parts of me that aren't so muscular. And grip me. And dip in. Impress yourself. And I hope it feels good for you, too. It feels good for me, and I need it. But I hope it feels good for you, too, when you hold me, when you embrace me. I am, I don't know where, and I don't know how, but I am going to make you proud of me. Not in the way that you already are. And not to put any more burdens on my shoulders. I just know. I just know that I didn't come all this way to not. I don't have all the answers. For once, I know. Isn't that strange, me admitting I don't have the answers on something? <laughs> but, well, I know what I'm going to be trying for. And I know what I'm going to be doing. <sighs> so just keep holding me.